3: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Packernet After Dark, because we didn't get enough Packernet during the day. And since we've heard about football, probably twice already, we're going to get weird with it. We're just, we're just going to get weird. So why don't we get the weirdness started here? I think we left off with Henry yesterday. Let's see. Taco John's in my car. Yep. Caller number five. You are caller number one today. What do you got for us, big dog? Let's hear it.
1: Hey, caller number five again. Hey, man. Uh, just wanted to prove to you
4: that your name can sound good. Well, thank you. Uh, when being announced. Uh, so here goes
1: nothing. Okay. I'm now introducing the champion fighting out of the red corner. Love that corner. He is undefeated with a perfect 45-0 record. The undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Ryan Hack Daddy Sleep <laughs> That's all I got. Oh. Thanks.
3: Have a good one. I feel like you crushed it and then you did Slip, and it was like, well, that just proved my point. That was I'm gonna have to burn my last name. I don't know how you do that, but I'm gonna have to burn it real hard. Whew. All right. Next up. Hello? Hey. Ryan. Yes. Ryan, you there? I'm here, man. What's up?
1: Ryan, this is Scuba Steve. Hey.
5: What's going I, on? I can't hear you. Right. I don't know,
1: maybe this is just a voicemail or something. Oh. Um All right. Well you know, I'm gonna pretend Perfect. I know what you would say to my question.
3: That's random. Since
1: I can't hear you.
3: Yeah, no, I get it. Okay.
1: So here it goes. Hey Ryan, this is Scuba Steve. Hey Scuba Steve. You're my favorite caller. Aw man. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, Here's my question today: Where would you rank the Packers in the NFC North? Okay, and why would you rank them there? Oh man, that's a great question. <laughs> I would tell you this: I would definitely rank the Packers in the top five.
3: Are you from Chicago, Scuba Steve? You got a little bit of that twang to you. You got that that Chicago, the Packers. I'm just I'm just picking up. The aroma
1: of the NFC North, and the reason why would be because because I'm Ryan. Oh man, that's a great answer, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call.
3: I wonder if I'm going to get to participate at any point in this show. <laughs> I got to hear my own name. I got to listen to my own answers to my own calls. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just being. I guess the show's been taken over since, like, episode two. So, speaking of taking over my own show, here's uh Tom Austin.
5: All right. So, after listening to the After Dark last night, a couple of things. Okay. Uh, instead of the After Dark, you yeah, let's just do call something. call them else. the Netties. All right. After Ned, Netties. Netties. You know, you just take a little part of that. The Netties. Totally that, fine.
3: That works. A little Number better.
5: Number two, a lot of uh, Freudian slips coming out of you, man. All right. Talking about Jordan Love, and you keep saying Justin Fields. (laughs) You got to get on that. (laughs) It's not a good look for you.
3: That that it's weird because up until like today, I was a huge Justin Fields fan. But you'll find out more about that tomorrow. A lot of lot of sadness when I went back and watched Justin Fields again.
5: Uh, And thirdly, um, before I give you the the reason why I asked favorite color. Favorite animal, favorite water. Can't I Have wait. to re, say the thing which you said it scientifically correct. But uh, when I said form of water, I meant like uh, what's your favorite type of water, and by that I mean <laughs> ocean, cat, toilet, you know, something like that.
3: Did you say cat is in cat water, or did I? I don't know. That's not my answer, by the way. Cat water.
5: Um. So if I can get a clarification on that, then I'll call in later, probably tomorrow, about what each of those
1: means.
3: All right. So three calls in, I get to answer one question, and that is, what is my favorite kind of water? Toilet water, cat water, or ocean water? I'm going to go with like normal, normal water, you know? Like, you know, the stuff you drink it doesn't have salt in it. Uh, not the stuff in the toilet, although that's kind of normal. But it's, it becomes not normal as soon as it goes in the bowl. Um, and I'm not a fan of cat water because I don't know what it is and I don't like cats. So um, the answer to the question would be normal water. So Tom's got a couple more calls, but I'm 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 hoping to find a, a different direction here. So we'll, we'll come back to Tom's other calls. John and Phoenix, help me out here, man. Hey,
0: buddy. Hey, what's um, up, dude? Just some thoughts, uh, random thoughts from the weekend uh, in no particular order. All right. Here we go. Uh, Roadhouse. Oh, boy. Bad. Really bad. All right. Point Break. Okay to good. I like it. Mission Impossible. Meh. Okay. Casino Royale with Daniel Craig as James Bond. Great.
3: Not seen it, but I'll check it. The down. Road.
0: I keep saying that. I probably The book won't. was amazing.
3: I read it more Here
0: than once. Go. Here we go. Two book. or three times. Book piece. Amazing. The movie, really good. All right. Spoiler alert, not a happy ending. Oh, boy. Romeo Dobbs, yep. played really well. I think so too. Devante? who? Seriously, good luck in Las Vegas, bro. Tom Austin, unique individual. <laughs> Guys who try to imitate Tom, while flattering to Tom. Not so good.
6: Yeah. Sorry, fellas.
0: You know. I mean, the ladies love them. True. And all the guys want to be them. Yep. But there's only one time. That is the truth. South Park, really good. Yeah. Sorry. Simpsons, also really good. Used to be into it. Jordan Love.
3: I'll tell you what. you. I'll give you a 10 out of 10 for um, accurately describing the call. These are random thoughts. So I appreciate your random thoughts.
0: Really good. Much improved. Antling, better than expected. Lions, mm-hmm. better than last year. You know, got a high ceiling we'll and a lot to look forward to. Bears, Vikings, heading for harsh reality.
3: Vikings did the little bit I saw. They got spanked by the Raiders again. They didn't have any of their starters out there, from what I could tell. The the Raiders. I've been saying for a long time, nobody's playing their starters, and I just saw the Raiders. And the Vikings, I think, neither team had their starters out there. So there you go. That's the only other team outside of the Packers that I've seen do that. But either way, Raiders backups were kind of embarrassing the Vikings backups, and I got a kick out of that.
0: Not nearly as good as last year. Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk, really good. Yeah. Packernet podcast crew, also really good. Thanks. Thanks. Although the live watch party on Friday afternoon did lag a bit at times. Yeah. Sorry, bro. how that goes. Nope. Good. Really good.
3: Huh? I'm not going to replay that. I I don't know. I, we're we're going to let it go.
0: Hysterical teenage girls <laughs> who talk too much? Not so good. All right. And finally, it's Euro. Like 365 degrees. Euro. Not gyro, like a gyroscope. Euro, and tzatziki. The T is silent. Delicious.
3: Did you say tzatziki? The T is silent? Oh, the other T? Tzatziki?
0: Tzatziki. Falafel? They are like hush puppies. The chickpeas are ground into flour, and they make the falafel from the chickpea flour. Oh, wow. Maybe you could just use flour instead. You like donut holes, don't you? Yep. Come on, everybody likes donut holes. Think of falafel and hush puppies, for that matter, as savory donut holes.
3: Yeah, I think the sweet is kind of the selling point of a donut hole. And it's all all, the other part that's cool is
0: that they're freaking donuts. That are delicious and fried. Deep fried, by the way. So, oh, also lastly, tipping, good. Not tipping, let's not talk about it
3: you you're 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 you're, you're going to send me off on one here. John, do you tip your car mechanic? Don't start with
0: me. All right, buddy. I'll keep listening. Go pack go.
3: All right. We're going to we'll double back with Tom here. This is a weird day. This is strange. I feel like I haven't done anything. I'm just listening to people talk about <laughs> whatever. All right. I guess we're just playing voice. It's the playing voicemail show where I play your voicemail where you talk about whatever. Hello. Hi. After dark. I should just shut my microphone off. I'm not even needed Tom for this. Austin
5: asking a couple of
3: questions. Questions. Here we go. Are you going to answer these questions? Question or?
5: number one.
3: Am I going to answer the questions?
5: Ryan.
1: Yes. What is your favorite
2: movie
1: villain?
3: Um, used to be real big on the the villains back in the day, but the one I always come back to is the guy from Speed. I always like that guy. Poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric
1: <laughs> do you feel older or younger than your current age?
3: I would have a hard time knowing that i guess you know be hard to be hard for me to sit here and be like i feel like i'm forty five having never been forty five and not knowing what that feels like i guess um i i i guess i i don't know i feel about like what i'm where I'm at right now question number. Korea. Yeah.
5: Since you hate vegetables so much, yep.
2: What is your favorite fruit? Fruit. Alrighty. Alright. Bye.
3: Bye. Um. Good question. I would lean like fresh pineapple. Strawberries are good. Um, peaches, which I never used to like, peaches, but you get the peaches like from Georgia, delicious. Grapes are fine. Melon is gross. Any kind of melon. Including watermelon, just it's it's fine, it's tolerable, but it's it doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's not like sweet. It's like a it's a weird melony taste. I don't know cantaloupe. Ugh. But yeah, pineapple. Like getting that. I had pineapple in Florida the one time at a steakhouse, and it was just just freaking to die for. All right, Tom, hit me with number three. This <laughs> is oh, like, this is my favorite food podcast about the Packers. <laughs> well, with that actually wasn't bad.
5: That being said, um, oh. Another clarification, yeah, about when I call, um, just feel free to answer however you want. I don't get annoyed, I don't get upset or anything. I just, uh-huh. I just love hearing the answers. All right, I'm in it for the game, not for for the detail. It's fine. Uh, so this one, obviously, <laughs> food question. Ew! I know I left the last yeah. one with a food question, Fruit. so the end of this one will be a different one. But okay. Question number one. If you had to go through life without ever having one of these things again, Uh what would it be? Pork, chicken, or cow?
3: Uh, let me see if you have more to say here.
5: Pork, you know, pig, whatever. Anyway, my brain just stopped working there. Anyway, yeah, that's the question.
3: Okay. I feel like this is an easy one where I say chicken, but I'm I'm, I'm trying to think it through a little bit. I know it's not going to be cow. I'm not giving up burgers and steaks. Never. Chicken though, like I, I listen, I love pork chops. They're good. I like pork loin and I love some ribs, but I also don't eat them a ton. And I feel like if they vanished off the face of the earth, it would suck, but it, you know, I'd, I'd survive. Chicken, it's not as good as far as like grilling and stuff, but I tell you what, do chicken right. It can be amazing. Chicken nuggets, never getting chicken nuggets again. That's sad. My kids would die. No more dino nuggies, no more chicken fries, chicken sandwiches, no more Chick-fil-A. You know, like I don't go to fast food and being like, give me the pork chop sandwich. Like that doesn't happen. Then there's also like stuff that has chicken in it. Chicken Alfredo, never gonna have chicken Alfredo again. I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted to go pork on this. Trying to think of what the the major loss would be outside of like you know grilling would just lose its luster forever. I'd have, I'd probably have to just give up grilling. Or or smoking at least you can still grill. You can do burgers and uh steaks and chicken. I don't know. That's hard. I'll just do the right answer and say let's get rid of chicken. But I will be very sad just for chicken nuggets alone. I would be sad. That's a good question. All
5: right, back on track. Question okay. number two is what's your favorite side side dish? You
4: know,
5: you got a yeah. ton of options there. Like for me, I don't even have it a lot, but stuffing yeah. during like the holidays, oh, it's hard to beat. All right, question.
3: Um, there are a lot of options. I, I the go to is fries, but you know, let's be honest, fries are are hit or miss. Um, there there's some good fries, but it's just kind of because it's what you do, kind of a thing. You know, it's like when I go to a restaurant, it's like I'll I'll get a Coke, Coke or Pepsi. And they're like, is is a Coke okay? It's like yeah, that's why I said Coke or Pepsi. Yes, Coke is fine. Thank you. What what am I supposed to say to that? By the way, Coke or Pepsi? Is a Coke okay? No, nope. Um, mashed potatoes are amazing. I love mashed potatoes. I used to be massively obsessed with like homemade mashed potatoes when I was younger. Stop. Mom would like peel the potatoes, mash them up, get the butter and milk and stuff mixed in there. Oh my goodness, so good. I think baked potatoes are underrated. Mac and cheese is good, but it's also pretty hit or miss. I'll probably just go mashed potatoes. I think mashed mashed potatoes are amazing. Either way, it's going to be a potato. It's either French fries, mashed potato, baked potato.
5: Number three. I lied earlier. This is another food question. All right. Um, what's your favorite dish that like people in your life make? So
0: yeah, a I lot get it. of
5: my family members they make different types of food, and so they make, have like their own specialty dishes that I just love. Yep. And so I would like to hear it. Uh, what are some special dishes that your family or friends make that you just, oh, can't pass up whenever they make it?
3: All right, bye. Those are all the best dishes. The ones that are just, you know, it's it's not like my grandma's spaghetti and meatballs. You know, that's that's, okay, whatever. It's the ones that I don't even know the name of it. I just describe it by like what, ingredients are in it with the one exception and that is chicken dish and surprisingly I didn't think that was an official name I just thought that's what we called it and I went to college and I was hanging out with my friend Bree and I was like man my grandma's bringing me some chicken dish and she's like I love chicken dish I'm like okay stupid you don't know what it is could be literally anything and she's like no no it's a chicken dish it's got like croutons and da, 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 da. I'm like yes freaking yes and she's like yeah it's like my favorite thing too but it's um there's like noodles in it like crunchy ones but they're not crunchy when it's cooked and like, pieces of chunks of chicken, and then there's, like, I think it's, like, chicken soup. I think that's all that's in that. It's, like, a creamy, chickeny base with these noodles and chicken in it. Then over the top, you put the croutons, and then you, like, dump butter over the croutons, and you bake it, and man, that's, like, my favorite thing in the world. There's actually a picture of me. I think Bree's the one that took it. I think she, like, came into my room when I was eating it, and it's literally, like, this giant tinfoil tray of this stuff, and I'm just standing up in the middle of my room, eating it with my bare hands. So good. Um, Another one that grandma used to make is similar, but it's chicken, like chicken breast, with Swiss cheese and croutons. I don't like Swiss cheese at all. I didn't know it was Swiss cheese. I just thought it was this delicious thing. And then when I found out it was Swiss, it was that weird thing where, like, the brain kind of can start to taste it, and I thought I didn't like it anymore, and it was so sad. And then then my brain kind of forgot for a while, and I was able to eat it again, but... Man, the the melty Swiss cheese getting into those croutons. It's almost got like a sweet taste to it.
4: Oh, man.
3: And it kind of gets like gloopy. Man. um, Yeah, th- th- those stand out for sure. But chicken dish, that's the one. I'm just going to Google chicken dish and see what comes up. How about chicken dish casserole? This one kind of looks like it. It's called chicken and stuffing casserole, but that's not it because there's green junk in it. Anyways, that's the one, man. Let's uh, let's kick it over to Justin, see what's going on.
6: So two years after I bought said motorcycle, I got into an accident, a no-fault accident. In other words, I wasn't like doing wheelies or speeding, and I broke my collarbone. <laughs> so you can imagine how much sympathy I, I had from my wife. It's
3: a little backstory, um, Very briefly, he said, hey, we should get a motorcycle, and his wife's like, nope, that's dumb, we don't have the money. And he went out and bought a motorcycle anyways while she was out on vacation. So, apparently, um, karma came around and kicked him right in the teeth while he was riding his motorcycle. He broke his collarbone and his wife laughed at him. So, it's a fitting
6: end to the story.
3: Got something else for us, man?
6: Hey, Ryan. I heard all this, well, it's not hate, but just everybody not liking Jordan Love. Yep. So, the question is, if Jordan Love's not the guy, and does that mean he's going to get cut, do you think, or... Is he gonna kind of stay on the roster for like next year if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back? And then the Packers are in like a must draft situation for a new quarterback and they're just hoping to draft somebody better than Love. <clears throat> so that's my question is like if if Love's not the guy, then what's the next thing that they have to do to get their franchise quarterback?
3: I think they're in a similar situation to where they were when they drafted Jordan Love. They feel the end is near which they misjudged, but still, they they thought, you know, Aaron was kind of on the way out. He wasn't happy. He wasn't performing quite as well. So it's a matter of, it's not desperation, but if we happen to see a quarterback that we like, we should probably go ahead and pull the trigger. I think that's where the Packers are at. I think in the upcoming draft, if there's a quarterback that they like, they're going to pull the trigger. Because if I'm being honest, I just don't think Jordan's the guy. And I know, well, we don't know, and you never know, and it's, you know, he could still, I get he could still. But how many three, four, five, six, seven years are we going to wait and see before we say, you know what, maybe let's see if we can find somebody that can kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. So that's what I think. Um, assuming they don't have a quarterback that they like fall to the back of the first round, which is probably the most likely scenario. They do what they always do. They take best player available. And if if Rodgers leaves, then they just roll the dice with Jordan Love. Or if they think it's that bad, they go out and get a veteran. You know, somebody that's like Jimmy Garoppolo-esque to kind of just keep the ship afloat a little bit. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they just rock it with Jordan Love and just say, listen, which is, I, I think, the right way to go. It seems like most teams will go out and get a veteran because they're like, eh, it's not good enough. We should probably try to do something. But I think the right way to do it is say, we're going to sink or swim with Jordan. Even though we're 99% sure Jordan is, is going to be a, a sink situation, not a swim situation, so what? We'll sink the ship and come back around and draft a quarterback and be on our merry way here and see how that goes. So that's sort of my thought process. And again, I don't know that Jordan Love isn't going to be a great quarterback. I I just, I'm three years in, I'm looking at it going, I I don't see it. And this is year three, and yeah, maybe year four, maybe year five, I don't know. But at this point, we don't really have time. We're kind of out of time. Like, it's it's put up or shut up time right now. And after one preseason game and a bunch of training camp days, I I don't see enough. I, I, I hear that there's growth, which is great, but, you know, it's kind of like if we need to be to Florida in the morning, or you know, you, you got 24 hours to get to Florida, 18 hours has gone by, and we've made it from Madison to uh, Chicago. That's progress, but we got six hours to get to Florida. I don't think we're gonna make it. We need three times that. So, progress is great, but I don't think we're getting there. I don't, I don't, I think we're, we're there's still a giant gap between where Jordan Love is and where he needs to be so far. We'll see. We've got a couple more preseason games to go. I don't know. But anyways, that's my thought. Let the season play out. If a quarterback happens to fall into your lap, take it. If not, then we just continue doing what we're doing and just, you know, keep playing football. Hey,
1: uh, is Ryan there? <laughs> yep. This is Ryan? Yep. Hey, Ryan. This is Scooby Steve. I'm um, just calling back because I was telling someone about my earlier phone call. And they said I need to call back with a better question about the NFC North. Okay. Now, they told me not to use their name on the radio, so I'm not going to tell you that it was Justin that said I had to call back. (laughs) But anyway, my question about the NFC North now is, how would you stack up the NFC North against every other conference in the league? Would you say they're stronger or weaker? And then I also had another question about playoffs.
3: All right, let's let's stop there. First of all, it's hilarious. There's this little patch of Miss Michigan people, and I don't I don't understand, but it's it's entertaining. They're making up about thirty five percent of the callers so far. You got JJ, JJ's friend Justin, Justin's friend Scuba Steve, Justin's niece Haley. <laughs> Where does the NFC North stack up? I you know. I mean, look at the rest of the NFC. You got Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, Giants. I mean, you'd almost have to go team by team. Packers are probably better than Dallas. Minnesota, maybe better than Philadelphia. I don't really know. I don't know what Philadelphia is. Washington's better than Chicago. Detroit's probably be- maybe Maybe it'd be better to go Detroit against Washington. Either way, I think Washington's probably better. So... It's it call it a tie, maybe I'm not sure. Um, looking at the South Tampa Bay, I guess we'd have to say is better than the Packers for now. The Saints are, I don't really know because I, you know, the quarterback situation is weird, but let's say they're maybe better than the Vikings. Um, Atlanta's probably better than Detroit, Carolina's probably better than the Bears, so the South is better. Um, uh let's just say the West is better overall. That's kind of easy. AFC North, Bengals, uh, everybody else kind of sucks. I know Baltimore gets a lot of love, but whatever. We can kind of put them on the Vikings tier. Bengals, they won 10 games, but I'm assuming they're going to win more. Pittsburgh, I don't like. Cleveland, I don't really care for, especially since I don't know if they even have a quarterback anymore, but maybe a tad better then the north I don't know because I don't I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do I don't know what Cincinnati's going to do I don't know what Cleveland's going to do I don't know about they're a very weird group cuz Baltimore I I think is kind of garbage but has some redeeming qualities and it all depends on their quarterback who cannot pick a lane whether he's really good or really trash um so I I don't know I'll I, put them a, a hair ahead of the the north I guess uh AFC West is better for sure AFC South might be worse. I think the Packers and Vikings I would package as being better than Tennessee and Indy. And then Houston and Jacksonville, I, I guess I don't know. But there's a lot of hype about Houston that I think is unwarranted. Even if they, oh, Davis Mills, he's so good. Okay, everybody else sucks, so I don't care. Jacksonville maybe takes a step, I don't know. They won three games last year, I, I you know, same as Detroit. You know, same situation. They won three games. Sounds like they're probably going to be better, but who knows. So I'll probably go NFC North is better than the AFC South. And then AFC East, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. I'm just going to say is better than us. Buffalo and the Packers, New England and the Vikings, Miami and the Lions and then the Jets and the Bears. I'm I'm going to go AFC. So the Packers are maybe better than two divisions, maybe. It's not good in my humble opinion. Sorry, continue
1: on. Do you think they should just take the top teams from the playoffs, like top teams from the AFC and the NFC in the playoffs, or should they keep it the same where possibly somebody from a weak conference that has a losing record makes it into the playoffs? Um, yeah, and I won't pretend to know what you're going to say this time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ryan.
3: Thanks, Scuba Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the camp that you should just take the best teams. Um, they're trying to make something out of the rivalry of the NFC North and the NFC, and nobody really cares though. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to make that a thing kind of like college where it's just, no, it's not interesting. Nobody's intrigued by that. It's slightly interesting. Like when the rivals go against each other, but I, I can't think of one reason why a team with a terrible record, you know, say they won seven games should get in just because they won more than everybody else. They beat the teams in their division, and then one other team, and that's it. <laughs> they shouldn't be in. They suck. I don't care that they were the best in their division. The division sucks. That has nothing to do with putting the best teams in the playoffs, which is what it should be, in my opinion.
7: Hey, Ryan. This is Joe, the janitor. Oh, good. What's up, man? Connecticut. How you
3: feeling? Hey, um, just
7: calling. Clarify a couple things. All right. First off, wanted to let you know. Um, about the kids, man. Yeah. You know, listen, I was talking about that pothole. Yep. So you understand that, um, bad kids usually go to summer school, right? Or well,
3: dumb, dumb ones. Our yeah. school
7: has this kind of program where the kids go to school during the summer uh-huh. and it's typically the bad ones. Okay. Yes. And that's who's digging up the pothole that I proceed to fill in every few weeks. They know I drive the gate around that corner and can't see, and smash into it every time. So, <laughs> yes, I don't have Tourette's syndrome. I'm sorry, um, it's kind of funny. Really, uh, kind of hurt by that, but oh. anyway. Um. So, I got a question for you. Yep. Um. How do you How did you like that preseason game? What was your favorite play? I'll tell you what I didn't like about it. That we lost to the 49ers. That
3: sucks. It's just
7: a preseason game, but personally I don't care because it's still the 49ers, and my brother's a 49ers fan. Yikes. And it gets pretty rough sometimes. Um, 38 years old, growing up through the years, um, dealing with my brother as a 49ers fan, we've had our uh, wins and losses, and it's always always tough. But, I mean, yeah, pretty much that's it. Thanks for listening.
3: Um, how did I like the preseason? What was my favorite play? Touchdown to Dobbs was my favorite play. I thought it was I thought it was generally good. Um there's really not a lot of negative that should bother us all that much because most of these guys are not going to be playing a ton. So, I want to see the offensive line. The offensive line was very dominant, so that's great news. The defensive line. Fantastic, especially the guy that's going to be like kind of a starter. TJ Slayton, he was a freaking monster. Fantastic news. Heflin, who's probably going to be winning that job, I thought he had a good day. The rest of the guys, I mean, Quay didn't super dominate anything. He didn't play a ton, but whatever. You know, Jordan Love, at the end of the day, doesn't super matter. Dobbs, I thought, had a good day. He had the drops, but as I point out in tomorrow's podcast, every drop that happened in that game was a bad throw by Love. There was not a single good pass that was dropped. Not that that's an excuse. You still got to catch it. But, um, yeah, I thought Dobbs had a good day. Winfrey seemed all right. Didn't really—it's weird because everyone's super hyped about it. Didn't super care for Amari. I love the the kick return. That was great. And obviously he got that touchdown, which is great. But I think—I don't—did th- he win a single route? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that a ton. But, yeah, of the guys that we needed to see something from that are going to contribute in any kind of significant way in 2022, I thought they did a good job. The guys that are just out there— trying to win jobs and, you know, losing to the 49ers because guys that are going to get cut in 30 seconds are blowing plays. Oh, well, I guess I'll get over that. Um, why don't we take a break here? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, 608 If you'd like to call in, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks.
7: Hey Ryan, it's Joe the janitor again. Hey, I forgot to mention that advice you gave me in the last uh, the last time we talked um, about the fact that I shouldn't be able to watch football now because uh, I ruined it for myself by telling my wife
3: about your podcast. Uh, what happened? Shouldn't be uh, trying to remember. Go ahead. And yeah, that's pretty pretty bad
7: call on 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 you. I can't believe you said that. Um, <laughs> And um, I definitely wouldn't let her hear that, that's for sure. I don't know if you're, like, defending yourself or something, but um, either way, uh, maybe you shouldn't be able to watch football. How about that? How do you feel about that? I don't
3: remember what we're talking about. I would feel sad, I guess. It would be so sad. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I forget the context of this. Because I'm gonna be watching football.
7: How do you feel <laughs> Good. about not being able to watch football?
3: I'm glad you're gonna watch football, um, and I, I know am too. you gotta
7: watch football anyway because you gotta make a podcast about it. Because I gotta to listen to something during the day. I get it. And my miserable day. And You make it better. Thanks,
3: Ryan. What the heck was that about? I'm trying to. It's not the uh, the tasting thing, right? I don't think that was Joe. First of all, and either way, I was saying you just can't watch it during. The thing, you know, is that what we're talking about? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I never gave anyone advice that you can't watch football ever again, right? I don't know, man. Sorry, I'm 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 getting the calls confused a little bit. Try to give me some context next time. Hey, Ryan,
4: I was just listening to your episode, and uh, you're trying to come up with a name. You just keep going over Packers names, and you're taking way too much time. If you <laughs> have to come up with a name, your new name will be Max Powers. Awesome name. All right. Very symbolic. It uh, sounds good when it's announced. And uh, it's a white guy's name. So True. there you go. All right? Max Powers.
3: <laughs> Thank you. My name is Max Powers. JJ, what do you got, man?
4: All right. After my chicken sandwich review, you asked, just tell me which sandwich has the yes. best bun and the best chicken. Yes. The answer to that is KFC. Okay. That was, uh That was kind of how I came up with my top three was just reading that.
3: All right. There we go. Again, <laughs> nothing for me to do today, but I do appreciate the uh, the clarification. KFC has the best chicken sandwiches. Douglas Hey Ryan,
4: there still seems to be a lot of people that think that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love are pretty much the same guy leading up into through their 3rd year of football for the Packers. Yep. And um I commented in some forums that you know a bunch of podcast years podcast day all said that um one in Trinity camp the first 3 years he showed lots of signs that made you think he could be a great quarterback and that Jordan Love has not really shown that so if you could maybe expound upon that a little bit and um maybe describe to people why they are uh, wrong okay bye well this is Doug Chapin.
3: Hey Doug um so i think all i really said yesterday was kind of i guess a gut feeling is all i really said but let's uh, let's look at the stats and whatnot. Unfortunately, PFF does go back to those dates, but not for the preseason. They didn't start looking at preseason until like 2013. So we don't have preseason stuff to look at for Aaron Rodgers at all. But let's start with Aaron Rodgers' first preseason, which was quite brutal. Uh, his first ever preseason action in 2005, he was 2 of 6 for 7 yards, so 33%. The next game, he was 4 of 9, 44%, which is horrible. For 21 yards and a pick. The next week, he was, or the, yeah, the next week, five of nine, 52 yards and a pick. And then uh, nine of 13 for 92 yards and a touchdown. So it kept getting gradually better. But overall, that's straight trash. In year two, his first game, he was nine of 11 for 124 yards and a pick. So yardage wise, fantastic, but still no touchdowns in a pick. Then he was three of six for 111 yards and two touchdowns. How that's even possible, I don't know. Then he was 2 of 6 for 7 yards, and then 8 of 15 for 81 yards and a touchdown. Clearly, this is better, right, in year two. Then in year three, 18 of 27, 168 yards and a touchdown, 10 of 16 um, for 97 yards and two touchdowns, 6 of 9 for 82 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, uh, 3 of 7 for 35 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So in his third year, and granted it's a little unfair because it's Jordan's second preseason year because his first one was a COVID year, but whatever. In his third year, he was 62.7% completion rate, um, 95.5 yards per game, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Jordan Love in his first game in his third year, 13 of 24, 176 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Now to be clear... Very, very similar in terms of um, actual attempts. Rogers year uh, week one year three. Jordan Love because you know he got a full half, so that's kind of a lot. But twenty-seven attempts compared to Jordan Love's twenty-four attempts. Rogers completed eighteen. Jordan Love completed thirteen. Rogers one hundred and sixty-eight yards. Jordan Love one hundred and seventy-six yards. Rogers one touchdown, no interceptions. Jordan Love two touchdowns, three interceptions. Now the really disappointing thing here is the fact that I believe there could have been zero interceptions. I believe there could have been, honestly, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and probably closer to 250 yards if he just hit on a couple of these. There were two more Romeo Dobbs touchdowns that were left out there. There was the one on the the, the deep right side that was overthrown, and you could say the defender was grabbing him this, that, or the other, whatever. Then there was on the left side. Again, Romeo Dobbs was saying, he's grabbing me, he's grabbing me, but it was massively underthrown on that pass. Dobbs had the guy beat, 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 beat. He shouldn't have had to have come back and then have the defender in his chest and then throw his arms up saying, Hey, that was interference, whatever. He had the guy cooked. And if Rodgers could have, or if Love could have thrown it in stride, that's like a 75 yard touchdown. That puts him at 250 and three touchdowns right there. But it was a bad ball. So, you know, and then the other touchdown or the other interception was the tight end dropped the ball, right? Well, that stinks. Tight end's fault. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, aside from the part where he was staring into the sun, which is nobody's fault, not Jordan Love or the Titans' fault, it was also a rocket ball at the guy's forehead. Still should catch that, but that doesn't necessarily make it wonderful. If it's a rocket ball or just a normal pass at his chest, worst-case scenario, it hits him in the chest and bounces on the ground, as opposed to bouncing off the top of his head, going straight in the air and getting picked off. And then the third interception was to Amari. That was just a terrible throw. So I think Jordan Love looks better, but I don't think he looks good. He got a 58 overall grade. In 2021, he had a 55 overall grade for for the entire preseason. So if we're going to say he grew, then uh, yeah, I guess, like a little bit from a 55 to a 58, but I don't see the kind of growth like we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers where, again, year one, yikes, this is horrible. Year two, not great, but better. Year three, hey, this guy looks pretty good, right? Obviously, a lot less opportunities as the preseason went on, uh, weeks three and four, but again. 66.7%, 168 yards and a touchdown. He threw three touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's growth. And again, I, I really believe, because this is what I did, if you go back and watch Jordan Love, we can try to play the game where none of this is his fault, it was everybody else dropping passes. Look at the ball placement on a lot of these passes. They're bad. Every single drop was on a bad pass. Catchable, sure. But if you just put it where it's supposed to be, the, the, uh, interception to Romeo Dobbs. Well, Dobbs dropped it in the guy's arm. But why? That was an out route. How does Romeo Dobbs end up on top of a guy that's behind him? Why? If if he's in front of him on an out route, how does he end up on top of the defender dropping the ball into his arms? Because instead of throwing it out in front of Romeo Dobbs, where he can catch it and run out of bounds and get a first down, he throws it behind Romeo Dobbs and the 49ers guy. So he has to stop jump up in the air, contort his body backwards, catch the pass, and then he comes down on top of the 49er and drops the ball intercepted. Yes, it was Dobbs that dropped it, but that never should have happened. The ball should have never been placed there. The ball should have been put away from Dobbs and away from the defender. Easy first down, nobody's even talking about it. It was completely avoidable. Again, the, the interception to Amari should have never been thrown. And then again, there are a bunch of passes just left out there, not to mention three or four times thrown to running backs in the flat. Almost every single one of them was off target. Two, two, two of the, one, of the, one of them was a drop. The other one, the, the running back couldn't even reach the ball. But the drop was you know, the, the running back trying to contort his body. Every single one of these short passes, the, the guy has to turn and twist his body rather than putting the ball out in front of him so he can catch it in stride and keep running. They have to stop, twist, turn around, and do a little spin and try to get up the feet. The ball placement was just terrible. So you know, I, I again, I went back today and looked at Jordan Love, and on upon second review, just was really not a fan. the The touchdown passes were great. There were a few others that were that were on target, which is great. But it's it's just unfortunate because it, this could have been, and and again, just just those two passes could have changed the narrative completely. If you could have added two more deep touchdown passes to Romeo Dobbs, Jordan Love, and Romeo Dobbs. All we'd be talking about, all we'd be hearing about is this is the future of Green Bay. Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs, that everybody would just be gushing over these guys. But the passes weren't there. And so, again, there was absolutely growth with Aaron Rodgers. To say that there wasn't is silly. I mean, you saw what he was in the preseason. In his first year, you're really doubting that he grew? (laughs) The, The first ballot Hall of Famer never got better than that? Of course he did. So what are we even debating? That Jordan Love has grown the same way? How? 2021, his completion percentage was sixty-eight point six percent. In this game it was fifty-four point two. It was seven point seven yards per attempt in this game seven point three. Two touchdowns is great, but three interceptions? He had one touchdown, one interception last year. He's got two touchdowns, three interceptions this year. So I'm listen, I'm still hopeful. I'm still excited and and hopeful that that you know he doesn't miss on those couple passes in this upcoming game and, and he does blow you know blow everybody out of the water because that's how close he was to doing it two passes away from even just one get, take that 175 yard pass for a touchdown still changes everything kind of upsets me too that he robbed Romeo Dobbs of a three touchdown game <laughs> everybody's gushing all over George Pickens for 43 yards and a touchdown Romeo Dobbs could have had what 150 yards and three touchdowns in a game in a half he had his guys beat all three times and he he capitalized on he got one touchdown out of that. Beating a guy th- beating guys three times to the end zone. So anyways, I you know, I I don't know how else to elaborate on it. I mean th- there's not enough data there to be super definitive if people want to just dig their heels in and go nope, can't prove it. Well, then fine, I guess I can't prove it. But to try to pretend that there's parallels at this point between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love is ridiculous. Now, it was true at one point Right. I used to say it too back in year one when Rodgers was bad and Jordan Love was bad. And you go, see, both bad. But the problem with those kinds of parallels is just because, <laughs> and people do this with all kinds of stuff, which is silly, but trying to then draw a line between that and Jordan, Love, therefore Jordan Love's going to be good, doesn't work. People do that with like wide receivers and Devontae. You know, a wide receiver will struggle as a rookie, and people will be like, yeah, well, Devontae struggled as a rookie. So what? That has nothing to do with how good this guy's going to be. If that was the case, every garbage wide receiver would end up being a great wide receiver. That doesn't make sense. If all you're trying to say is we're we're not, it's not a great start, but I guess we don't 100% know yet. Well, fine. But you can't say because Devonte struggled as a rookie, every the, the fact that he's being bad right now as a rookie means he'll probably be great. That's insane. All we know about Jordan Love is that he's been bad for three years, flat out. That's all the information we have. If you want to try to draw a parallel between that and a first ballot Hall of Famer, you go ahead and knock yourself out. I'm not going to go ahead and make that leap. Jordan Love has to be a lot better than he is. Period. Better luck next week. That's all there is to it. JJ, scone on.
4: Pretty cool that Elton is back. Yes. Don't know that I was expecting it that quick. I kind of thought Boxieri had the inside track to get.
3: That is crazy, isn't it? By the way, haven't talked about that because you know you guys lead the discussion and everything. Um, plus, you know, calls probably didn't come in, uh, until after the news, but freaking Elton Jenkins, Now, not back, back, but basically back before David Bakhtiari. Uh, I, I didn't know if Elton would be back before the first four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but now they take him off a of pup. And I, my assumption is he'll be back week one. That's insane. Tunyon, same thing. They took him off pup. Christian Watson, not as surprising, but I remember thinking, man, it'd be exciting if we got news that Christian Watson was taken off pup, but probably won't. Not only do we get that, but we get Elton Jenkins and Robert Tunyon same day, so super pumped.
4: Back before he did, but he did say that he thought they both might have a chance to play early. It's got me thinking, do we actually want to stick Elton at tackle,
7: particularly at
4: right tackle where he hasn't
0: played before?
4: I don't know, man. I kind of like the idea of keeping him on the interior somewhere for two reasons. One, you know, if he's more in a phone booth, I feel like that's a little bit less physically demanding on his leg. might let him recover a little bit longer. And then second, you know, if he takes a little while to get up to speed and get looking like himself again, wouldn't we want the lesser version of him at a less important spot than left or right tackle just as he's kind of catching up, you know?
3: Yeah, I I think he's absolutely going to be playing tackle. Um, I think if he's not 100%, he's just not going to be on the field. Um, I also think it is a massive drop-off at tackle. I know there's a lot of love for Yash Nyman. I don't think he's all that great. And then there's a giant drop-off from Yash to Royce, and then probably another drop-off from there to like Zach Tom. So if the question is, would you rather have Elton Jenkins at left tackle, Yash Nyman at right tackle, and then kick Royce inside, or have Royce and Yash at tackle and then have Elton at, you know, like, right guard, I absolutely do not want Royce and Yash as my tackles. I just don't. So, I mean, and it's, it's, it's a pretty solid offensive line if you've got Elton playing left tackle, which he's done and done well. So we got a good left tackle. Even if it's, as you said, not 100% Elton, fine. Give me 75% Elton over Yash Nyman. I'm not kidding. So we got Elton at left tackle, we got Runyon at left guard, I like that a lot, Myers at center, I feel good about that, Royce at right guard, he wasn't the best right guard, but at least he played like an entire year at right guard, and then you got Yash at right tackle, which, you know, not the most ideal thing, but I like that offensive line. I do not like Royce and Yash as my tackles, I just don't. Even if you're telling me that Elton's going to be a better right guard than a left tackle, fine, don't care, still want him as my left tackle over Yash and, and Royce, just, again, flat out. So that's my thought. I don't know. I, I guess I hadn't really considered it, but I, I just off the top of my head, it's not even a close competition in my mind. All right, two more callers pending. Anyone else calling in?
2: Hey, Ryan Clayton here. Hope you're having a great day, what man. up? Just wanted to call in. I know we got some good news. We got uh, Elton Jenkins off the pup. We've got uh, Josh Tunyon off the pup and Christian Watson. My question for you is if Elton Jenkins is ready, does he play left tackle or right? <laughs> I mean it seems like they're starting to slide Zach Tom to right tackle more. Yeah. But then again in practice today, from what I understand, he was playing some guard. So I guess my question is, how do you see the offensive line shaking out right now if Elton Jenkins is ready to go week one? What would the offensive line look with this updated information? And uh, Christian Watson, man, I know he's a little
3: bit... All right, let's 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 stop there for a second because I think that... So so it's a good series of calls because we've established that I want him at tackle. The question is, does he play left or right, and how does the rest of the offensive line look? And you mentioned Zach Tom getting looks at guard. Um, I think you start with the baseline of Elton's going to be a tackle. Um, I, I tend to think left tackle would make the most sense Um He has played literally every position along the Packers offensive line, including one snap at right guard, 33 at right tackle, 297 at center, 524 at left tackle, and 1,912 at left guard. But he has the most experience at left tackle, and generally speaking, left tackle is still seen as like the premier side, although I don't think it's as much as it used to be because you've got some premier guys off the other side these days. You know, Daniil Hunter has always been off the other side. Khalil Mack was always off the, the right side of the offensive line. So I, I think they're both, if not exactly equally the same, they're, they're, they're pretty close these days. But I, I think let's start with what I said to JJ's call, which is the baseline for me is Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, Josh Nyman. The question is, is there anybody in there that could legitimately take a job? the uh everybody was really surprised to see Zach Tom not only get guard reps but it was exclusively left guard reps in place of John Runyon, which I think was pretty shocking um not not to necessarily imply anything because nobody really knows why that happened but you would assume if you're trying to figure out where to, where to put guys, my first bet would be let's try him at right guard. And, and you know, I listen, I've, I've always said Zach Tom kind of strikes me as more of a left guard and Sean Ryan's more of a right guard. So maybe it just has to do with this is where he's the best fit. So let's give him a shot. But in reality, and, and who knows, maybe they're putting him at left guard to see if he can play guard. And he's in a way trying out as, as a guard in general and could possibly be, a, I don't know. But if it's me, especially since Royce is, is like a guard slash tackle, and there's a possibility he could be playing tackle at some point, so it's not just a matter of we would like to replace Royce more than we'd like to replace you know Runyon but also just a matter of that that right guard spot might be open simply because Royce might be playing tackle let's put Zach Tom over there and see how he looks um I, I, I generally I feel pretty confident that this is what it's going to be if you, if you look at the options again Elton's not going to lose his job to anybody John Runyon I mean I guess you could say there's a question mark there but I doubt it um, I doubt Zach Tom's going to win that job over first of all I'm, I'm Positive that they're obsessed with John Runyon and rightly so. But the fact that Zach Tom is just getting his first crack at it now, um, I think the, the backup left guard has been like Michael Minette, so no chance. Uh Josh Myers is not going to lose his job as a center. And then over at right guard, again, if Zach Tom were given an opportunity, maybe we could have that discussion. But right now, Jake Hansen has been sort of the backup. I have no real reason to believe he would win that job. Sean Ryan has been given the opportunity, but is not really earned it. I mean, kudos to him for absolutely dominating as a run blocker, apparently, but was really bad as a pass blocker, which is the most important thing, and he hasn't done that. Um, so he's kind of third team, and I don't really see him taking that job. And so the only other option would be Yash. And is it is there any chance he could lose the job to Zach Tom? And as much as I love Zach Tom, I just don't think so. In fact, if he were going to lose his job, it would be I think Royce would be the next man up. But again, Royce is going to be the guard. So it's kind of a, is our I guess, technically number three tackle, going to lose his job to the number five tackle. So it's fun to think about the different shuffling, but I just don't really see a scenario where anybody really loses the job. Again, I, the, the two tackles I have solidified, even if you swap it left and right, does that change the equation? No, because nobody's going to beat Yash. In my opinion, the Packers like him. They trust him. He's got experience there. You know, getting reports of him stonewalling uh, Rashawn Gary, I mean, that's that's wild not saying it's not possible, and I would love it if it happened. No offense to Josh, but in my mind, that just means that these guys are that good. But I just don't see it happening. And again, on the interior, I feel like two of those jobs are locked in with John Runyon and Josh Meyer, so it really just comes down to the right guard spot. And who's going to take it? They like Royce. Royce has a full year of experience, and I don't think there's any other guards that are actually really close to competing for that job. I just don't think that there is. So to me, it it just seems completely locked in place if Elton comes back. Again, does he play right or left? I don't really know. I would assume left, again, because Elton's your top guy. You want your top guy on the left, and that's where he has the most experience. However, maybe you want to get him comfortable over on the right side, since that's where he's going to be playing anyways, presumably, once David Bakhtiari comes back. So let's just put him there now, and we'll just have Yash be the the backup for David Bakhtiari and put him in. I mean, Again, that's entirely possible, and we'll just see how it goes. Once they get in there, also, it would make me feel a little bit better about the right side because, as of right now, Elton's a great pass blocker. John Runyon's a great pass blocker. Josh Myers, I feel generally comfortable with. But you put Royce and Yash over on the right side, I'm a little worried about the right side. But if you mix it up, feeling a little bit better. So, anyways, continue. Sorry.
2: On the eight ball, but do you think he goes ahead and jumps ahead of Dobbs on the depth chart, seeing that they play kind of the same role as a receiver? And, uh, yeah, just wanted to kind of get your take on those two things, man. What's the offensive line going to look like? What would be your starting offensive line if Elton Jenkins is ready to go week one? And then uh, is Christian Watson going to immediately jump ahead of Dobbs? uh, Appreciate your time, man. Have a great night.
3: I would kind of just say it's unlikely as far as Christian Watson – um I get what you're saying about similar but I I think they'll they'll make that work. I mean it's just it's just going to be packages, you know, and they'll they'll sub guys in and out as needed. Um it's not going to be that big of a deal. I mean you can have them both on the field at the same time. You can have one on the field at this at, at at a time. You can have none of them on the field. It it's you know, you can make it work either way. But in terms of just a straight up ranking, I just think it'd be hard. I sh- I shouldn't even necessarily say that. Christian Watson is the de facto sort of, I guess, number three, number two, whatever, ahead of Romeo Dobbs for sure. And I, I guess if he if he comes back this week, there's a chance, but I think he has kind of a long way to go. And, and the biggest factor is going to be, is Romeo Dobbs going to clean up the drop issue? And the only reason why I don't think that's going to be as big of a factor is because Christian Watson has drop issues. But I think if he can come out and can perform really well and doesn't seem to have drop issues and, and has a could potentially have a better... Understanding of the offense, considering his you know uh, apparent intelligence and all that stuff, I think it's possible he leapfrogs Dobbs. It's just such a it's such a leap, but i'm I'm looking forward to that competition, man. I hope Christian Watson comes out and starts swinging. I really hope so, and I hope to see him soon and I hope to see him in in creative ways I mean just just think how cool it is the fact that Romeo Dobbs is winning primarily deep, which is not what people really expected of Romeo Dobbs. that was supposed to be Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs was going to be more of a devonte. But, I mean, he's just cooking everybody down the field. And now you got Christian Watson coming out with blazing speed. Can you imagine having both those guys out there, and they're both just destroying everybody down the field? It makes it hard on the safeties. But, um, I mean, it, it, that would be a fantastic problem to have if, if you can't quite figure out who's ahead of who between Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. As of right now, it's Dobbs, and I think that's the safe bet. But let's give the guy an opportunity and see what he can do. All right, final caller of the night, Thomas Austin, for his fourth call of the day. What's going on, Tom? Oh, Ronnie.
5: Oh, geez. Hey, Tom's awesome. Calling <laughs> in. Uh, I guess an evening call. So, enough about the Packers. I mean, come <laughs> on. We have a whole other episode thing to Yeah. Too. No, I get it. What about the 49ers? I wasn't all that impressed. Yeah, they won the preseason game. Three interceptions, which, once again, can't really blame the quarterback on. But they capitalized on it. Uh, any
3: thoughts about them from what we saw question um i think it's all going to come down to trey lance and all the reports have been that trey lance is quite bad yes we made him look good no question about it um of his five attempts he completed four of them for 92 yards and a touchdown so yeah we we made him look great um what did he have he had that 76-yard touchdown pass, you know? So we have that ability to make guys look like stars. But I, I just I, I just don't buy it, really, until we see Trey Lance kind of take control of the offense and really have sustained success, not, you know, five passes, one of them, to a wide-open guy for a touchdown, but actually an entire game of looking like a competent quarterback and everything. Until I see that, I don't think the 49ers are going to be a good football team. That's my thought.
5: Number two was more of like a I'm telling you something.
3: Uh, so your kids or my kids?
5: a steak for the first time. Grilling, to be, uh, to be specific. Grilling a steak for the first time in my life today. All right. I'll tell you how it goes. Thirdly. <laughs> okay. Uh, once again, like I said, enough with the Packers. Right. Other people will call about the Packers. Yeah. So I'm going to start making mine a little bit more variety. So. Yeah. I don't know if you're into cars at all.
3: Right,
4: not not. really.
5: I can care less.
4: Right, Uh,
5: but I'm just curious. Is there like a uh, brand
4: Mm -hmm. that
5: you prefer,
3: making model kind of thing?
5: And if so, why? And if not, why? All right. Talk to you tomorrow or tonight. So yeah.
3: I've always been partial to Audis, just generally. I mean, I, I, I think I've mentioned it before when I was younger, Dodge Viper was like the coolest car ever. Just, just there's that. But I'm not super big into, like if I had to buy a car, I don't think I'd buy a sports car unless I was just completely loaded and had too much money and didn't really know what to do with it. I was like, I guess we'll just buy a you know, sports car or something. I kind of like more of the luxury car look. You know, like those Lincoln MKZs, dude, those look slick. And if you get kind of like a sporty, um, you know what I mean, where it's it's got like a sporty look, but it's also, you could drive that to a business meeting and you, you would look professional, but it's still slick. That's kind of what I like about Audis. And, and the only reason why I prefer Audi over BMW is I had a friend in high school who family was completely loaded and um, his car was a BMW because his mom, you know got a new car, an Audi, and, and passed that down to him. So we'd cruise around in his BMW, and obviously that thing had had some power to it. So we'd we'd uh, I got a feel for that. But one day we, we took his mom's Audi, because I don't know why, and he hit the gas on that thing. And granted, it's probably just a much better model of car overall, and sure there's BMWs that can handle like this and everything else, but I've never felt anything like that in my life. It was like, not only was it just a lot of speed, but it wasn't like a roller coaster where you're like jolted. It was so smooth. It was such smooth speed, and it was you know I mean you're in high school, you're cruising around at night. It's dark out, and it's got like the 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 lights inside the car, the the colors, and just everything. And it's just it was just oh, I fell in love with Audis that day. So usually that's where I go when I start daydreaming and I start looking at cars, and I'm like oh if, if I had uh, like won the lottery, what would I buy? I usually beeline for the Audis. I mean listen there there's obnoxiously expensive cars that are kind of nice and all that stuff. But I, it's kind of like when you look at houses the same way, immediately I start looking at like $10 million houses. This is in Wisconsin, not in California, where you get like a, a loft. Those houses suck. They don't look good. They're, they've got like wallpapered walls and ceilings and, you know, they got like the three-story bookshelves and they they look like these Victorian British, like who, what, I don't want to live there. It's so sterile and stupid looking. And so you realize, like, $750,000 houses, that's kind of the sweet spot. That's where it's, like, over the top, but, but still, like, it still is like a home, you know? It's kind of where I am with, with the cars. There's nothing wrong with a, with a, with a, with a Viper. Um, also had a, uh, another couple of our friends in high school. The girl's dad owned, like, a bunch of gas stations. So, again, loaded. I went to, like, the, the, the poor people school for a long time, and then I transferred to a new school, and there's a little bit more money there. So I <laughs> had, had, like, the one school with, like, all the gangs and the fighting, and then I went to another school, and it was different. Perfect example, the one school when there was a fight, it was a massive school. It would take 30 seconds, and one of these guys would come flying out of the woodworks, would grab the kid and, like, slam him into the wall. I went to this other school, and there was a fight right in front of the, the main office. And everybody ran away. And I'm like, are you guys serious? You're just going to let this go? So the fights in that school would go on until they'd just get tired of punching each other and then would walk away and would find out in the mail they got suspended or something. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. Anyways, dude comes rolling up and he's just, so the, the two of our friends that were dating each other, it was the girl's dad that owned the car, but it was the guy, the boyfriend that was given permission to drive the car. That was crazy. First time I've seen like a Lamborghini up close and personal. The sounds that thing made while it was just idling. Oh, very, very cool. But do I want to own one? Uh, Not really. Again, if I had a billion dollars, sure, I'll I'll, I'll get one and I'll drive it around just so I because I can. I think one of of my favorite, I was driving around one day and I saw a Lamborghini and I think the the license plate said something to the effect of like vet killer or something, which I love because Corvettes are so stupid. (laughs) I just, I don't know why I just really don't like Corvettes, but it was nice to see a far superior car whose sole purpose is to drive around and make every 50-year-old man driving around in their midlife crisis Corvette feel like a emasculated piece of garbage because that Corvette would just get annihilated. That made me smile. By the way, I may have mentioned this as well, best car I've ever seen when I was working at Sam's Club pushing carts, We saw a Dodge Viper. So already my favorite car. We go check it out from afar. You know, don't want to touch it or breathe on it or anything. License plate said Venom. That'll never be topped. Ever. Anyways, that's it. You guys have yourselves a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.